What's up, TRB fans? Today's episode is brought to you by Star Wars Card Trader by Topps Digital Collectibles app. Collect and trade digital collectibles, including new weekly exclusive Mandalorian episodic content. Download the app and relive the entire Star Wars saga from 1977's A New Hope to Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker, on your quest to collect your favorite heroes, villains, weapons, spacecraft, and more. The Topps app brings your Star Wars collection to life with a fun, thematic user experience, in-app features like Workbench, a collectible trade-in function, the ability to trade 24-7, set wish and trade lists so others can see which collectibles are on your radar, and a set completion tracker to monitor all your progress. To celebrate Episode 9's premiere later this month, the app recently launched a brand new Kylo Ren-inspired set aptly titled I'll Show You the Dark Side, which includes amazing types of never-before-seen collectibles. Star Wars Card Trader by Topps is available worldwide for a free download and can be found in both the iTunes App Store or Google Play Store. So we all know that episode nine is ending the Skywalker saga, as it has always been called the last couple of years, I guess. But what if we are time jumping in the rise of Skywalker? And I'm not talking about Hayden Christensen's movie Jumper. I'm talking about a time gap like we saw in Solo, which was like a year later, three years later. Is it possible that can happen? We're going to talk about that right here. It is the Resistance broadcast. Welcome back, everybody. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us today on this Thursday, or if you're watching or listening over the weekend. Either way, you're with us, and we are excited to have you because we are two weeks away from the rise of Skywalker coming out. That is insane, guys. James and Lacey with me as always. Uh, James, um, he's not going to get into it now because he has his coverage, but he was just at the global press conference, which took place yesterday. Uh, Things are happening in the base. We have people outside of the base over in in Hollywood and stuff. It's absolutely nuts. So, guys, um, there's a lot of craziness going on here. I didn't want to do Will of the Force this week just because we're so close to the movie that doing that almost seems uh, pointless. So uh, I thought one with the Force might be a good way to go. So, James, what is going on with uh, Mr. Baze Malibus? The Force is with me, and I'm one with the Force. Baze is dead. I don't know if you <laughs> saw the movie. Wait, so the, so the, so the Baze is not open? Oh. Like, I'm pretty sure the, what you just heard was his last words. I think I yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and do this. We got four questions this week. Uh, we're going to kick this one off with... Um, so one with the force, you guys know we do, we, you just got to pick one answer. Um, this one is name one director. You'd be disappointed to hear announced as the director for the next star Wars movie in 2022. Lacey, I'm going to start with you on this one. Who's the one director. You don't, you would be like, dang it. Quentin Tarantino. Really? Yeah. I don't yeah. like any of his movies. I don't think he's that good. He's all about gore and swearing and feet. Just not, it would not ring for me if they pick that for Star Wars. I'd be like, no, get out of here. You get out. I think that's the fastest answer I've ever given. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. Um, John, uh, well, you know, what director do you not want to show up? And are you a Quentin Tarantino fan? <laughs> I, I, I'm hit or miss with Tarantino. I like his vibe. I like his like rebellious personality. Like it's my way, the highway and you know, that, that kind of deal. But I do like a lot of his movies, but my pick, um, who would I be disappointed to hear announced? Um, Tim Miller. Um, yeah, I I like Deadpool, but it's been reported that he clashed heavily with Ryan Reynolds, and that mm. was a difficult production. 
You heard the same exact thing just come out about him clashing with James Cameron on the new Terminator movie. So where there's smoke, there's fire. And the last thing Star Wars productions need out of their director is someone who's going to be clashing with creatives or executives. So uh, if I heard that they brought him in, um, because in, in fairness, Deadpool did well. It was critically acclaimed. Fans loved it. Terminator tanked, but it was uh, acclaimed. It was like they finally made a good Terminator movie, whatever. I didn't see it, but no one saw it. Actually. <laughs> My husband but saw it. He, it was him and, and like three other people, I think. But, he was uh, in a theater by himself and he said it was it was OK. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I, I just that, that would make me nervous that where we go again, more drama and we were supposed to be mm-hmm. on solid ground here. So Tim Miller is my pick. Yeah, I, I took this question, I think, kind of like how Lacey took it is like, I don't think they would ever hire Quentin Tarantino. Like it would just never happen. Right. Um, and I I think that there there could maybe randomly be a chance that they would do Tim Miller. But I, I like I said, I'm more on Lacey's side. I would not want Wes Anderson to ever touch <laughs> Star oh, yeah. Wars. Right. No, I agree. I, mean, I absolutely pick. agree with I that. I almost went for like, I'm like, well, what would be like the worst option? I mean, there's probably worse options than that, even like with like, you know, a Hallmark movie director or something. And I don't even know uh, what to say there. But How I dare just you? think like, I, I just think like uh, there's something about his style and I, I'm not like, a, a fan really at all like I wouldn't say I'm not saying his stuff's bad I'm just saying I just don't dig it like at all I don't right. care um, and I would just think that if you if he was even like if he even was like no I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it like JJ does it or something I'd be like this is just a bad scenario you know mm-hmm. I don't want him yeah. compromising his style I and I don't want him doing his style either so it's just yeah. a mm-hmm. bad situation altogether he, he, he's just the guy responsible for making guy. Bill Murray not funny anymore <laughs> <laughs> I think Bill Murray it loves Wes Anderson I, like, I think he, that's his. You know what? He's because he, he's searching for that Oscar. That's why, and he thinks these artsy movies are going to get him that. That the the thing is, like, I think that a a lot of the people that are in his movies, like, absolutely are like, that's the type of movie I want to do. Like Jeff Goldblum, right. you know, wants to do those types of movies. Um, uh, gosh, mm-hmm. I, Owen Wilson, you know what I mean? Even him. He like wow. he will do the other movies, but he really wants to do Wes Anderson movies. Like imagine a, a Star Wars movie in like sepia tone with like a Jedi mm-hmm. sitting on a couch staring at the camera for an hour and a half. Who's um Kill me. Edward Norton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He surprises me that he does uh those types of movies. Why? That guy has the personality of like an eggplant. No, no, because he does <laughs> He does really good movies, and then he does Wes Anderson movies, too. And I'm like, I don't see why you would want to do these, because you're doing those. No, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But then Grand Budapest Hotel was, I don't know. All right. I need to find more ways to use that. Edward is so great. The eggplant phrase. I need to find more ways to say that. Anytime someone who has no personality, I just pick any inanimate, (laughs) nonsentient object. Personality of an eggplant. <laughs> you think you Edward Norton doesn't have a personality? No, not really. Did you see Birdman? <laughs> I did. Birdman was great. It was okay. Birdman was great. I think you're more infatuated uh, with the the single shot thing. I I, I can read you, Baney. I know what's going on. No, 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 no. I'm fascinated with the the scene where they're both on the stage, oh, like that's and fair. they're reading and they're going through the lines, and he's like, yeah, "You Mike, know my Mike, lines too." Michael Dude. Keaton carried that movie. Mm. Remember how <laughs> sad it was when he pulled out his acceptance speech and then didn't win, had to put his acceptance speech back. Keaton? Yeah. yeah. They mm. just they just play the the clip in reverse like and then they cut back to him and yeah. he's like <laughs> this is funny. Well, wasn't it? Didn't Bill Murray have a very like visible reaction when he didn't win too one time like he rolled his eyes or something like that? Uh, I mean, it's probably happened a lot with a lot of different people. I don't remember that specifically. T- TRB getting really involved with the award film stuff. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. 
All right, we're going to move on to the next one. We've seen four chapters of The Mandalorian. In your opinion, which director did the best job with their episode between Dave Filoni, Rick Fumiua, Deborah Chow, and Bryce Dallas Howard? John, we're starting with you on this one. Who did the best, in your opinion? So last Friday, and I don't say this often, but James Bainey brought up a great point. Um, that <laughs> that that it was kind of a more of a situation with like who drew what straw and got to direct which content, and I I agree with that. And I'll let James elaborate on that a bit more, I guess. But I have to go with Deborah Chow still because having watched those four episodes, I do feel like the way it was directed really pulled me in. Um, a lot of the scenes made me feel like I was in them. Um, I don't know if that's because of POV shots of when he was like spying on Werner Herzog inside the wall and that kind of thing. I felt like I was there. I felt like I was a part of it. And I, I kind of like that. And I don't know if that's direction or what, but um, I do think to this point, and it's my highest rated episode on the Pedro Pascal face scale. So um, I got to give it to Deborah Chow um, so far. Uh, Lacey, what, what were your thoughts? I think Deborah Chow did the best job, um, not just because of the episode, but because of the choices she she made throughout the episode, with point of view shots, um, you know, sweeping shots, following the action, stuff like that. She did the best job. All right. Um, so to to give a little bit on what John was saying, just real quick, is is I said, you know, I I think it's kind of odd sometimes that the stories are so captivating that it's difficult to see if who's really like, you know, doing the best job as far as directing because we're so hooked in on what's happening here. Like, Hey, you get the episode where with, uh, with the tiny Yoda and you get to, uh, you know, do, uh, the Mandalorians coming over the thing. And then the heavy infantry, everybody's going to love it. Uh, also Rick Fumiawa. Yeah. You get the one with the egg. Yeah, he's got to got to go find an egg. <laughs> Stretch that out to 34 minutes. Um, yeah. Feel free to make someone steal the parts so that he has to go get them and then he will rebuild his ship. So yeah. really nothing happens. That's your episode. <laughs> Direct it well. You know, it's like very guy. I don't know what what can you do with that? But but, you know, I'm for my pick and I'm cheating, but you, you'll realize what I'm saying here. Dave Filoni and Bryce Dallas Howard, I think, did the best jobs. And the reason is, is because both of them are first times. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Because you're going up against Rick and Deborah, who have a history of doing this type of work. I know Dave Filoni has directed Rebels, too. Um, but I, I think that everybody is eyes on these two people, and they are keeping up. With, yeah. with these uh, and, respected and well-versed uh, directors. so And he's directing tomorrow's episode, right? Chapter 5. Yes. Yeah. 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 Dave Filoni is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's move on to the next one. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker is going to open in two weeks, as we were talking about before. What is one question you need the movie answered for you? Lacey, you're starting us off. Is Kylo Ren Ben Solo going to die? That's my answer. That's the one. That is that is my answer. Or question. For it answer right. the question. The, it's the answer to the question. Yeah. <laughs> it's a question as my answer. The, yeah, that's the so question are you that saying, is an answer. Are you saying just to clarify, because that answer interests me, because obviously that's something that will either happen or not, unless mm-hmm. they make it, you know, uh un, an uncertain what happened to him open-ended yeah Yeah. which would that'd be brutal i'm saying that if i leave the theater and it's not answered i'm gonna not be satisfied i got what you're saying okay cool yeah all right well john do you have a question specifically uh i yeah i think so and i think you know you and i have been saying we need to have this discussion on the podcast i need to find out definitively hopefully what it really means to have balance in the force. Oh, um, good luck. I know because you have George Lucas for years and years happens. saying it was uh, the Jedi destroying the Sith. And then now it's become they both dark and light need to exist, uh, which I don't like. So 
Um, I, I'm very curious to see what JJ does with it. Now you're bringing Palpatine back, so you have two dark siders. You have Ray, the one light side. Um, I, I'm very curious to see what he does with it. And I agree. I don't know that we're getting that answer, but I, I want, I, I kind of need it to know where we're going going forward. Because then you have the whole Freddie Prince Jr. thing where he's saying this is what it is. So, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But yeah, I think that's a discussion we need to have in the podcast after episode nine comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, I had a kind of hard time with this question because I think for me personally, the answer is I don't need to have any question answered. I'm totally on for the ride and I will piece together my, uh, mind of what happened in that movie after I see what happened in that movie. Um, so I don't want to go in with something like if I'm, I'm going to be bummed if this question doesn't get answered. Um, but it, for, for the argument's sake of it, I think Probably the main one for me is, I don't even know if it's a question. I just want to know, I want to see more of Snoke. I want them to to go down and talk a little bit about that stuff. Um, That's interesting. So I think that's kind of the thing that like going into it, I think there's a little part of me that goes, all right, we're, we're going to get those answers. You know, they're going to tie that loose end. And if they don't do it, then I guess I'll be like, man, I wish I, I guess we'll have to wait for a book or something. You know, I mean, I guess the, the answer might be in what the upcoming comic series, but I just, I kind of hope they don't do that because nobody's going to read those comics. And I don't, you know what I mean when I say nobody, cause John does it all the time. Nobody meaning the mass yeah, right. majority of people, um, right. uh, in the grand scheme of things. So that would be my answer to that. So let's move on to the last one. Um, We're going to try to name one existing star Wars character. You would be very interested in being the central focus of a Disney plus series. I assume live action, right? Um, That is not Han Solo. Can't say Han Solo because we love make Solo two happen, but Uh, we're not going to, we're not going to give the same answer here. Right. Right. Uh, John, you're up first. Sheev Palpatine. Wow. Under. Yeah. So prequel. I to say underrated. <laughs> underrated. Yeah. Prequel series. Um, uh, training under or working with Plagueis. Um, and, and leading up to him killing Plagueis and taking over as the Sith Lord. I think that'd be provocative. I think people would love it, and I think they could find the right actor to do it. Um, I would be down with like a Tom Hiddleston uh, type of situation. I was um, going to ask, are you a Tom Hiddleston guy or I more am. of a Matt Smith kind of guy? Never heard of him. <laughs> uh Tom Hiddleston, uh, <laughs> I think would be a good choice, but um, I, that that type of series would interest me very much, and I can't get enough of Palpatine, and it's a story that needs to be told in canon once again. So yeah, I I meant that as a joke, but what if that story was confused, and they're like, oh, Matt Smith key role, he's playing Palpatine, Rise of Skywalker, and they, they it was a total mix. It was he's key. He's eyed for the role in the TV series. That would be interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. You heard that rumor here first, right? <laughs> the TRB <laughs> right, theory special. <laughs> yeah. What would be your uh, pick? What would you, who's your character? I believe I answered this question a couple weeks ago, um, and my answer is still the same. And it's Emphis Nest. I think that. Mm. She's a great character, if not one of the best characters that's come out in the new Disney era. Um, And I think there's just a lot to explore there of where she came from, how she started the rebellion, where is she now, what happened. I'd like to see it. Yeah, Emphasis Ness is cool. I would watch that for sure. Mm -hmm. Get the Cloud Riders in the mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a tough question, John. So many good answers. I, I I have like three or four that I want to say, but I'm going to go with the one that we've heard could potentially happen. I think Dr. Afro would be a great television Get show. Get out of here. <laughs> this is half 
after John did a 10 minute video about why it's not going to happen. Was James one of my downvotes? <laughs> yeah, on and my I video? disagree with everything that he says in that video. Did you downvote me? <laughs> no, I didn't downvote you. Oh, man. <laughs> but I think John has a lot of points which are like, nobody knows who this character is. And I stand on the ground that they don't have to know who that character is. You can introduce a character for the very first time mm-hmm. to an audience and yeah. just say, you don't have to know anything about him. You don't have to know about Mandalorian culture or anything. Right. We're handing you a character. L- let's learn about him. And I think that um, a-, a show that's adventure-based and... Uh, um, is just like a young Indiana Jones type of a show, but set in the Star Wars universe mm-hmm. is like, you don't have to read the comics to know that that is a good time. That's a good show. That's a good premise for a Star Wars universe uh, type of a character uh, to follow. And then I think they could lead with, um, you know, an, an Asian actress, you know, so that's like two demographics that uh, deserve some light, um, but, but anyway, but I'm just saying, I think that that, uh, could be a really good show and that would be a really good character to, uh, put another push behind. So John, that's what it, do you guys. think that's about for, that? Yeah. <laughs> Go to, uh, Star Wars news at YouTube channel and watch the Roman Fury review brought to you by Star yeah. Wars news Net and the resistance broadcast patron. <laughs> All right. Uh, that wraps up one with the force. Let's head over to the Patreon pod race, right? Lacey, what do you got? All right, guys, time for the Patreon pod race where we don't talk about Dr. Afra. <laughs> um, so you can uh, support us in lots of different ways from liking, commenting, subscribing, following us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, but also contributing at our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. So we have tiers starting from $2 up to our top tier, which are generals. And the generals have the ability to be a part of the show. And this week, we have General Jeremy. And his question, which I don't have in front of me right now, (laughs) which I am failing, was going back to the whole director conversation, which was Deborah Chow will be directing every episode of the Kenobi streaming series. Having seen the third episode of The Mandalorian and how she directs Star Wars... Did it change your excitement for the Kenobi series in any way, for good or bad? So, General Jeremy, take it away. What's up, Resistance? Hope uh, all is well. Everybody's uh, doing well at the base. Um, Got to be honest, I had no real background knowledge of Deborah Chow before um, Episode 3 of The Mandalorian, other than reading that she was going to take over the Kenobi series. So I had to go back and see if I'd watched anything that she had her hands in. And yeah, I'd seen um, all of Jessica Jones and Lost in Space. So I I saw the episodes that she did. So then with what she did with episode three of The Mandalorian, yeah, I killed it. By far the best episode so far. Um, Can't say it really raises or lowers my expectations of Kenobi because he's the greatest. And I'm so looking forward to that series. And it's going to be fantastic one way or the other. So knowing that she did so well in episode three and hopefully the future episode she does, it definitely gives me a little bit of excitement, but I'm already way excited for Kenobi. So uh, with that, I hope uh, everybody has happy holidays. Stay safe this winter and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. General Jeremy out. All right. That was a very good answer. John, what do you think? Uh, well, I did not know, I didn't look into stuff Deborah Chow has done prior, um, just out of laziness. I have the internet, I can look things up, I just didn't do it. Right. So Jeremy <laughs> just let me know that she did Jessica Jones' work, which I watched and I thought was entertaining, so that's cool. Um, I, I mean, he makes a good point that there's people that are going to be hyped about Kenobi, whether, uh, Weird Al Yankovic is directing the series. So it's like... which would be awesome (laughs) does he direct things (laughs) who knows uh the the whole soundtrack would be like accordions and stuff i don't know if that's the way (laughs) polka (laughs) yeah but i think you know he he has a point and a lot of people are on that that um they're hyped either way uh so that and and he still liked her episode and what she did but it didn't necessarily affect good or bad so i think that's a that's a good take i think that's a more mainstream take if you polled people on that so 
Um, good job, Jeremy. As always, uh, thanks for all your support. Uh, you're always great in the Discord chats uh, when you're popping in. And um, uh, keep farming. Your special kind of farming, as always. Yeah, I have to agree. I, I think she did an amazing job with The Mandalorian. Um, and I love Jessica Jones. Um, but I'm not someone that knows exactly people's work unless there's someone like what we said with like a Wes Anderson where it's like clearly someone, uh, their style and their aesthetic. Um, that being said, I agree with you that Kenobi is the greatest and that this show is going to be awesome. So I think that no matter who was directing, I would have been excited. So I kind of agree with you there. Um, James, what do you think? Um, I can't watch any of those Marvel shows. I just, I, oh, I can't get through them. <laughs> <laughs> None of them. I watched one episode of Jessica Jones and I was like, I can't do it. And the most I've ever watched was like three, four episodes of Daredevil. And I was like, no, this is terrible. I can't do watch it. Do you like it. Marvel Comics but, at least? Uh, the comics? Marvel Comics? Um, I, I don't know. I don't really read. I mean, I read the Star Wars Marvel Comics. <laughs> oh, okay. But I don't read the like regular comics. No. I'm trying to um, about, the, about the... Yeah. About the comments, though, uh, yeah, I don't. I'm exactly with you. Besides, I didn't watch any of Deborah Chow's stuff, um, but uh, but yeah, I don't think it changes my excitement one way or the other. That I know that she's going to be handling the whole episode. I think that's uh, that's interesting. Her whole series is what I mean to say. Um, the whole question kind of reminds me of J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams was on Colbert the other day, and he was like. Uh, our next guest is most famous for directing uh, season three, episode 10 of The Office. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He, right. he brings about J.J. Abrams. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of one of those things like it's, you know, I'm not downplaying, I'm not trying to downplay like TV directors, but I think like the main focus of that show is going to be like the writing, the story and stuff like that. And the direction is like part of the process that, you know, makes it good. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like it's like a huge takeaway. I feel like we're almost putting too much on these directors as if they're the directors right. of the movie. And it's like, this is John and Dave's thing, you know? So, right. yeah. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, now we're going to head over to John for the discussion. <laughs> Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Okay, so discussion this week. Could Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker have a time jump in the movie? Not it's taken place, you know, a year after The Last Jedi. We're talking about in the movie, could they jump some time? Uh, so recent Star Wars movies have introduced new elements uh, to storytelling techniques, namely flashbacks and time jumps. We saw flashbacks start in The Last Jedi, and uh, time jumps happen in Solo, when Han found himself flying through the air, quite literally, on Mimbin. Uh, the Last Jedi uh, introduced the flashbacks, and uh, the, this thought was pitched to us by one of our patrons, by the way, Steve Bowman, so thank you, Steve, mm -hmm. for this. He kind of asked it as an Ask the Resistance type of question on our Patreon page. Uh, I believe he messaged that to us, right, Lacey? He sent it as a he message? Did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, sometimes we get your questions uh, on the Patreon page and we want to make them a full discussion. So that's what we're doing right here. Um, so could the movie have a time jump of some kind? Um, I'm going to start off, but just by saying, I think it could. Um, I know they did it with Solo, but I still keep the standalone separate from Saga. I do think JJ wants to keep some sort of continuity in place, especially... We're ending this one here. I do think he could use it, though, to help conclude the story. So I think if they do implement it, it would be at the end and do an epilogue uh, type of thing. Like one year has passed and Ray is now building an academy or something like, you know, who knows? Um, so that's where I'm at. James and Lacey, where are you guys at? Let's start with you. Uh, let's start with James on this one, because... Um, I, I have a feeling you're going to be all pro. Let's time jump the whole movie. I want to start with Lacey. Okay. <laughs> the well, reason is, is because there was a little bit of a face there and I am curious why you the face was because, because I was talking. No, the face was <laughs> because we had a little bit of a discussion about this months ago, talking mm. if there 
it was a will of the force. Will they, won't they have a time jump? And John said no. And I replied, yes, if it was an epilogue like Harry Potter, where they had something after the movie takes place. And then John just gave my answer. So the face was, how dare you give my answer Mm. when months ago you said no. Can I, can I give you a little TRB history lesson? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you take yourself all the way back to <laughs> spring 2018, episode nine, pitch story pitches, and let's see who Season said there three, was going to be... Episode 10 of The Office. Yeah, let, let's see who said there was going to be a time jump at the end of episode nine. I'll give you a hint. The name wasn't Lacey Gilleran. It was John Howey. Book it. All Pass in good book fun. It. All in good fun. I'm just joking around. So you incepted me and then I incepted you back and took it back for me. <laughs> okay, whatever. Long story short, I agree with you 100%. Wow. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think that they're going to do a jump in the middle of the movie. Um, the only passing of time is going to be before the movie starts, which was a year. Otherwise, I don't know. I feel like it would get confusing. Like even Avengers to me felt weird with that five year jump. That was strange to me too. I agree. I disagree, man. I loved that. (laughs) But, but I will, I'll say this before we go off on that or or if we even Mm -hmm. need to, um, the reason I, I was going to jump in or I let you jump in is that I saw that and I was like, I think she thinks the same thing as John which is unfortunate because I too also was thinking that same thing. So I don't know if we've been, you know, we're just like all on the same page because we've talked about it numerous times. I feel like last time it happened, uh, and and, uh, I'm kind of afraid to say who said it at this point, but (laughs) one of you said it and I was like, that makes sense to me. I like that. And then anytime time jumps get brought up, I go, yeah, that makes the most sense. Because I think that the big thing here, we all know it's going to happen at the beginning and then the movie's going to start, sure. right? Sure. Um, the the second option is somewhere in the middle of the movie, there's a time jump. And the third option is after the story's over, there's a time jump. So that's, right. I mean, there's only those three options unless you want to say they keep like, um, or unless you want to count like them kind of time traveling thing like we talked about them going over to like Tatooine and stuff or force yeah. the, I mean there's all those that flashbacky stuff type too um, but uh, I, I I hate to be so the same as everybody else but I think that makes the most sense because we saw it in Rebels and it was like like the best part you know right of oh that yeah that's true last episode yeah it, 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 there's something so final about them being able to to say, and then that all happened. Now here's where we are. Everybody's safe and sound. This is how it wrapped up. It's um, closure. You feel like you yeah. you got closure. Yeah. Like like even there was closure on on episode six when they made it. But I think now knowing what they know of like this is supposed to be one through nine that's it. Um, I feel like they might really try to, to lock in like, and that was that that's how it happened. You see it a lot. They did it in hunger games. They did it in Harry Potter. They do it in a lot of stuff. Hunger games so much. Like it's a good movie franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Because it is over the course of many years. And it also is a war. (laughs) Just imagine like George Lucas being like, so the end of my saga is being inspired by taking influence from the Hunger Games. I never <laughs> said it was in influence. I said it's possible to happen because they've done it in other popular franchises. Yeah. Oh, Lord of the Rings, too. That movie had like 12 epilogues. <laughs> Did the whole bed scene. Yeah. Like the last 45 minutes of that movie, I thought was the end of the movie. <laughs> what do you consider a time jump? That's the other thing I wanted to bring up. Like, what you know how like the Mandalorians been doing the Rocky montages? Mm. Like, is uh, the Resistance getting ready and doing something like that? Like, and it happens to be a, a course of a month. Is that a time jump? Even though they won't say one month later. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, or like last we saw Luke, he was in a, an X-Wing fighter, and then they at the end of the movie, they time jump 10 days ahead, and he's walking down the, he's, yeah. the aisle to get his medal. It's like, there's a time jump there. It's just, what do you consider a time jump? That's still like in the same span of time. So I think I we, think it's got to be like six months to a year at least. Like a substantial amount of time that changes or anything happen. that has like a subtitle at the bottom that's like one month later you yeah. know what i mean that wouldn't normally count but because they're going to out to say like enough time has passed you know right, right. like avengers five years later yeah yeah right yeah i just i definitely do not see them doing anything in the meat of the movie um I think that would be kind of strange. And I don't know what would necessitate it. I feel like we're kind of going to be where we are. Like like the whole Palpatine's been waiting or whatever we wind up finding out what he's been doing is leading up to the Rise of Skywalker's starting point. Like that's the why this story is being told because this is when he's coming back. So mm-hmm. that's why that one year wasn't... That's why, you know, the Rise of Skywalker doesn't take place right after TLJ because... Not as much happened in that one year. This is the story that needs to be shown to us because it's time now. So it's not going to be like, oh, let's start the movie and do this stuff. And then one year later, Palpatine's back. That wouldn't make too much sense. You know what I mean? Right. No, that totally makes sense. All right. I'm going to go wild on you. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. This is going to get a big fat no from both of you, probably. (laughs) What What if the movie starts right or similarly like right after last Jedi and we see them like being like, Oh man, that was devastating. We need to, we need to find our people. We need to gather our people and they go on a mission and then like something happens and then they say, all right, this is the begin. We need to set up, we need to build this war. And then they go one year later and 90% of the movie takes place in that time span. So when they were talking about the movie and they're like, when does it take place? And they're like, well, I mean, takes place a year after the last jedi does that mean it starts a year after the last jedi or would they like have a time (laughs) jump in the movie where then the majority of the movie takes place a year later uh james how about no (laughs) can i admit that you kind of scared me for a second i was like huh and then i realized what it was um that's not that's not a bad idea I I can see what you're saying with that, but the reason I'm saying no is because they've already established with the, you know, the big text in the beginning that if there's any time that passes, that's the time to establish it. The crawl? Yeah. Mm. Like, because then they'd be like, we pick off right at the end of blah, 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 and then that happens, and then the time jump. Like, it just seems redundant in the story to do that. So you'd well, start it with it's been time since blank. Like one year has passed since. Yeah. Did they do that for Avengers? Did they say when does Endgame take place? And the answer was, well, we know you haven't seen the movie, but it takes place five years later. They didn't mention the five years. They just said it takes place after the events of the mm. first one. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, they so could do a crawl that... Yeah, I, I don't know if they would because, you know, you have the uh, Resistance Reborn thing, which kind of already is the filler. So to start nine again where they're on the ship and Leia is like drinking her tea and talking to people, it's just like they did the they used the book for that, you know, um, to see yeah, where they were. Yeah, that's one right of after. my concerns, though, is yeah. like you have this book that they're like, what are we going to do? We're going to we got to rebuild. And then they get all excited about it. And then uh, supposedly, you know, a year later, six months later, after that book, <clears throat> you're going to start Rise of Skywalker. And they're all going to be like, what are we going to do? We need to find people to help fight for us. It's like you guys <laughs> had this conversation six months ago. Mm. Or but the crawl in the I beginning understand. establishes all of that. That's what I th- have thought was going to happen for a long time. The crawl was going to come up and they said, uh, the resistance has been screwed for a month, but they've been rebuilding their forces. <laughs> they went and they got with the Moncala. They're just telling you what happened in all the comics. <laughs> what, you know? Who do you think? That's an interesting they've point, been James. Scre- they've been screwed for a month. 
Yeah, that's the the capital <laughs> word. You know, there's always a capital word. Screwed yeah, yeah. is in all caps. <laughs> the resistance has been screwed. Just full cap letters. We should make. We should do. You know, you can make the crawl. We should do that and just like say this is the crawl for the episode resistance nine. has been screwed. The resistance has been screwed royally. Um, I think what's interesting is what what will the the crawl contain? Because this is the last crawl. So is it going to be focused on a central character? Is it going to be, you know, Kylo Ren's been searching for artifacts or, you know, is it going to be it's more It's going to say about, now Supreme Leader. It's not Supreme oh, Leader Kylo Ren. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, but is it going to be like new dark energy or dark forces are, are arising or being felt across the galaxy or, you know, mysterious lightning bolts are showing up or, you know, are they going to tease Palpatine in the crawl in a sense? You know what I mean? I feel like they almost have to at least allude to that presence. I think they're opening with Pisana. I think that's the beginning of the movie. I, yeah, it's so funny that I, I just Where don't, it's like I, Ray and the team are on Pisana and then it's going to do the tilt up and then they're on Pisana. Hmm. I feel like the crawl is going to start with um, <laughs> that last line. Ray and the team are on Pasana. Dot 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 dot. dot, dot. dot. Yeah. Tilt yeah. up. Well, they got they got to start with like first order ships or something in space. I think. Is there any chance they? that they they say this is the scenario? This is the resistance. First paragraph. This is what the first order has been doing. Second paragraph. Third paragraph. But an unsolved, you know thing is happening in the outer regions or something like that, that, you know, our heroes are about to figure out or whatever. And then dot, dot, dot. And then it cuts down and we see like our first glimpse of like the army or the Sith army or something. Maybe like general pride is in the first scene. I think he gets blown away in the first scene. (laughs) Oh yeah. He's like, I will have my event. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he only has four words. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so time I, skips. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's there's not much else to really talk about the time jumps in my opinion. So I don't mind branching it out into other areas. Um, but you know the the time jump or lack thereof could influence other things too. You know, like if they if they don't do a time jump, it it's a, there's a lot of pressure on how to end this movie because do you just do put a bow on it and do the let's all take a group photo thing? Like I don't know if that's satisfying it's satisfying maybe in a happy way but is it like it's kind of like vanilla you know what i mean like we saw we saw that photo in return of the jedi and i I loved it i know but i would just feel kind of like what's your perfect ending then i don't have one i because you know i don't know (laughs) maybe r2 and and 3po kind of like saying something to each other and like overlooking something, like overlooking people at least. Not not just the whole like it literally looks like the group photo. Like someone has a camera and they're all like, "Hey, pose now." Um, so I don't know. I think R two and three PO would be good for me to close it out, and they each say something to each other. Speaking of time, what would ruin this movie for me is time travel. Actual time travel. Yeah. Yeah, that would ruin Star Wars. I think. Yeah, since we're talking about time, like yeah. it's one thing to be like, ah, it's been a month, but like yeah. to be like, ah, yes, let me go into this portal, which changes time. Yeah, they flirted with that idea, but then they literally destroyed the world between worlds. Um, when right. That, like cave collapsed, but I, I don't think that they would introduce that here. Yeah, I, I mean, we've talked a little bit about um, teleportation you know, and yeah. like they're fighting and then boom, they're fighting on Tatooine and then boom, they're fighting on Mustafar. Um, that's not quite time travel, but it would be interesting if they're, if the force is doing that in that moment, I don't think it would be that much crazier for the force also to be like, boom, you're on Tatooine. Oh, there's Luke, you know, boom, you're yeah. on Mustafar. Oh, there's Vader. You know, it's you would like, also need an explanation though, right? Like, why is all of a sudden the Force doing this when it's never happened? Not necessarily, man. I mean, there's no explanation as to how, you know, something starts flying around. They didn't explain it in Empire Strikes Back. You just, that's it. The Force can do that. 
No, I know, but that's... Some, what do you mean something flying around? His lightsaber. Or flying like objects around? that like Darth Vader's throwing at Luke. Yeah, but we saw force manipulation. We saw Vader choke someone in the very first Star Wars movie, and that didn't involve kinetic contact. But I mean, I yeah, think I think like the force implementing teleportation is a much bigger thing than moving a box at someone's head. You know what I mean? Like it is, um, I guess a not concern, any crazier than like projection or something. You know, like where's the limit on the force? I guess that's what that is one concern I have. That's, like, but that's the question. That's what Chris Terrio yeah. said when he was going in to write it. What are I the know, limitations need, of the force? They need to put a ceiling on it, or else someone's going to get a hold of a Star Wars movie one day and just absolutely just ruin everything. Do X two? <laughs> okay, I don't well, know. Uh, X2, or was it The Last Stand? I don't remember which one. X2 was good, though. Or maybe it was Last Stand. The one where Jean Grey is like just has every power. Yes, and she like yeah. peels people's skin off. Yeah, yeah. She turns them into I dust. I remember seeing yeah. somebody Terrible. talk about that movie, and they were like, why does Magneto, the one man who can control all metal, have a secret fortress in the woods? Yeah, that's a good point. that's a really good point uh, like why would that be the place that you're like we have to set up our shop and uh, you know make it so this is our own personal military base that's why Brett Radner is not doing a Star Wars movie Um, but yeah yeah, that is a concern I have though is like I feel like they need to maybe George Lucas did like when he sold it he's like like I remember I made up my thing like he probably said these are the rules and you have to abide by these like what if he said like this is this is the ceiling for the force like you can't change I don't know man I don't think so like I wouldn't want them to be like the force can they they did too much with the force in the in the prequels no the fight scenes were a little crazy. Yeah, like running fast and yeah, um, all doing all this flip and stuff. Honestly, playing Jedi Fallen Order, I'm like, I don't get it. I just literally don't understand why Jedi can't fly. Why? Why can't they fly? They don't have they capes. Can... Yeah, that's it. But they do it all the time in Rebels. Like he's like somebody jump off a cliff and then he like pushes him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, pick him up. Yeah. Like, use the force to pick him up and put them down. Pick your own body up. There's there's even in the thing, like, a, like a you learn the technique, like a double jump. And it's like, yeah. that's all they're really doing is, like, he jumps up in the air, and then he's using the force to, like, give him an extra boost. I'm like, mm-hmm. keep doing that. Just, right. like, I don't understand why this is an issue at all. Why has there never been a Jedi that can just fly? I guess Vader has hovered. We've seen that. What if you use There's the probably f- other ones too? What if like you use a- the force to create a time jump in the movie? No, <laughs> what, I hate what? it. <laughs> like what? Like what a if, Deadpool like- power where he's like he goes he breaks the fourth wall and says JJ add in the time <laughs> jump here or no? Or, well, yeah, I said that jokingly, but what if they could just be like use the force to like move ahead or something? You know. I guess that's like Doctor Strange. Move it, move ahead to three spaces. Yeah, pass go. Collect two hundred dollars. I I don't know. And Doctor I know, Strange like, has an ability to to move things forward and backwards. Yeah, theoretically, right. if the force had some sort of thing. I, honestly, I think it's one of those things. Like if it with all those like tricky, really like plot devicey force techniques, I want to believe that they are real. And only one person knows how to use them, and the person who knows how to use them understands that it's too powerful, and so they just they just they don't go away yeah. or something. They yeah. don't ever teach anybody that technique or something. Or maybe so, that's a maybe that's a dark side power. Maybe Palpatine's the one who's like trying to time skip around. I mean, control time. He yeah. was the one trying to get into the world between worlds to use that. For his own manipulation, maybe he's come up with a new way to to skip around. Look, if they introduce new dark side powers and it comes from Palpatine, I'm fine with that because he's like, 
all of a sudden now. No, well, he's the king of the dark side. Like he is the guy. Like if someone's the personality saying, of an eggplant. If if someone's gonna do it, it's gonna be him. So I'd be okay with that if they if they were going to do it, have him do it. I don't want Kylo Rendolph's going to be like, I know more powers than Palpatine. Like I don't know. Like just like I wouldn't. I don't think I would want to see Ray know more than what Luke knew. Like that wouldn't make too much sense to me. Um, mm. So I don't know. It, it's it's and I'm sure JJ and Terry were, were thinking about that when they were putting this together. Like what is the limit? Who should know what and that sort of thing. And we had to keep a little pretty close to true north so we don't get too wild with this last one all of a sudden because they don't want this movie to be like this wacky zany crazy thing they want it to fit in with the nine stories so but they also said they wanted to wow you and like make you cry so yeah but i don't know if the force powers take that part i think this that's more the human side and people dying or, or or you know turning dark or whatever but I, I guess my other question would be if they do a time jump just to round us out here and they end the movie, do you think there's any chance whatsoever like a Magneto at the end of the one where he lost his powers where there's some kind of flicker or something to show that the dark side's still out there somewhere, like a lightning bolt in the distance or anything, or do you think they're just not going to do that at all? I think they have to. They have to leave it in a place that if they wanted to do something years from now, they can. Not enough well, that you're like, oh, I'm not s- satisfied. I don't have closure, but enough to like give a glimmer of what if. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lacey's looking at the practical side of it. I'm also looking at the lore side of it. Like, I don't think you can just get rid of the dark side. Right. I think that um, if you want to believe what Luke is saying, like, uh, there's rainstorms and lightning and that, and that things are scary sometimes, you know, they're like in literal, there's day and night. So at night yeah. that, you know, that is the darkness. Um, so I, I just, I don't think they would, they would go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and also that whole, what ad- if the emperor lives, he like <laughs> escapes. <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah. What? <laughs> they book, they book McDermott for three more movies. I don't know, man. But I, I, I do agree with the dark side won't go away forever. But um, I'm just curious what, 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 how that goes. Like, you figure Palpatine, they're gonna kill Palpatine, and then what? Hmm. And like James, you said, I agree. They need to do a definitive chop his head off. Like he's definitely, yeah. he's definitely dead this time. <laughs> I want it so bad. You know, I think if Ray did it, it would be not good. But if Kylo Ren did it, people would be like, sick. Or they both do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What if they, what if it is like almost like a Snoke situation where they both kill Palpatine, but instead of teaming up then after, then they both fight after. That's no one's brought that up. Like they could team up and then still fight after. That's very possible. Yes, they could. I brought that up. Very, very lightly when I made that tweet about Dragon Ball and how they killed Frieza. Uh, like he was like the the villain of the show. Then they had to team up to beat the bigger villain, and then he still considered to he was still considered the villain. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. so it's like Kylo could be um, he could recognize that if he wants to keep the first order, he has to first kill off this guy who's trying to take it all away from him. But then, you know, now that that's said and done, um, I don't know. I just don't think, I don't think they put the emperor like in the first half of the movie and then the rest of it's defeating peon Kylo Ren. Peon, at that point. Kylo Ren. He's your supreme yeah. leader, dude. Show some respect. No, not compared to the emperor, <laughs> you yeah. know, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I did like your idea though of, um, of it had, uh, like they both do it kind of a thing. Maybe that's the shot where they're like, if his spirit is really in that Vader helmet, then at the end of it, they go, well, the last thing we have to do is we've retrapped him in the helmet. Now we just have to destroy that. Boom. You know, and they both break mm. it. But I don't know. I feel like that's kind of that's that's the end. And why did they put that in the trailer? 
Yeah. I don't know. Well, so, all right. Yeah. So we all, are we all um, in agreement? Yeah. If they do a time jump, it's at the end uh, to do a little um, epilogue deal. Yeah. Yep. All right. So just remember, I came up with that. Yeah, for sure. Without <laughs> a doubt. Um, all right. Well, that is, I think, that for that discussion. Uh, you guys don't have anything else to add, right? Nah, yeah. dog. No dog. All right. dog. So let us know what you guys think. Obviously, we took uh, some different roads and took a few exit ramps and went down other uh, hallways and any (laughs) other analogy I can come up with about this discussion, but we came back to time jumps. Let us know what you think. Do you think there would be a time jump in episode nine? Uh, If so, when? Do you agree with us that the end makes the most sense? And then about the other things we talked about, chime in, leave a comment, keep the discussion going, (laughs) hit us up on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, which you also did uh, in this next segment, which I'm going to hand off to Lacey to get through uh, your tweets. So, Lacey, what what are we doing? All right, guys. Time for resistance transmissions. (laughs) So, as you guys know, every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation, and you guys give your answers. And the best ones make it on the show. So, the situation is, John Boyega accidentally left his copy. I still can't believe this happened. <laughs> this actually happened. Uh, left a copy of the Rise of Skywalker script in his hotel. It was actually his apartment, he said. Not hotel. He said it was yeah. apartment. But uh, in his apartment, which was almost sold on eBay for 65 pounds. J.J. Uh, Abrams is all about preventing leaks. What do you think he said to John after it happened? <laughs> Are you going to try to get me to say these in JJ voices? No, you don't have to do that. Okay, great. First is Scott Bowman. Ba- Bowman? <laughs> At uh, Scott Bowman, I would say. Bowman. At Scotticusmax. <laughs> he said, ahem, traitor. In all caps. Can you scream better than that? That's good. Traitor. No, scream. I want you to scream. No, I'm not going to do that. You guys want her to scream, right? They said yes. (laughs) I can't. It's not a live show. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I watch a lot of Sesame Street with my son. Let her know. You want to hear some of that screaming. (laughs) Where they pretend they're talking. Like the kids think they're talking to you (laughs) through the screen. They're like... Hi, welcome back to Mickey's Clubhouse. And then my son's like, he's, hey. <laughs> Just scream So it. he's obviously talking about like Kylo Ren saying traitor in The Force Awakens. Last chance. <clears throat> Next is My Chemical Safety Dance at Let Live and Learn, who said, uh, John, uh, I can't believe you lost your script. Because <laughs> he, he did last <laughs> well, The TV show uh, Next is Darth Krieger At Darth Krieger Dar- Darth Krieger At Darth Krieger It's not his name I'm not giving him credit for that <laughs> not, You only do it when people are like names Yes like James You do Bain it is. sometimes when people do it on the other things Never She's right I think you have, John. And I was like, you I'm surprised you're giving him credit for that. At James Bainey. Way to get your handle. <laughs> okay. So Darth Krieger said, Sorry, John. I've decided to replace you in the film with a CGI alien from Super 8. Nice. Next is the <laughs> Norse Awakens at the Norse Awakens, who said, Try not to lose it again. This script is your life. Mm. What's that Over from? One. Oh, someone's ready to play. What is that from? Attack of the Clones. Little indie movie. Attack of the Clones. Oh. Next is Jordan Pate at Hard Case 37, which in the notes it says, Lacey, Jordan is the co lead editor of Star Wars Newsnet. Hi, Jordan. Uh, (laughs) Jordan said, I know it was you, John. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. What's that from? I don't know. What is God, it from? Godfather Part 2. I've never seen The Godfather or Godfather Part 2. Well, that's ridiculous. Me neither. You've, you've seen The Hunger Games, but you haven't watched The Godfather. <laughs> this is what I deal with. <laughs> Next is Probus, General Greybeard, at 
PB, oh, P Buff Daddy 00. I love that name, P Buff Daddy. He said, uh, okay, John, uh, so you messed up a little bit, but, uh, it's fine. The mouse is rich, so, uh, we could have just bought eBay. That would have been incredible. (laughs) This is a long one. Anyway, since you messed up, uh, you're going to get, uh, one line now. You've, we've cut all your lines to this one. It's woo, incredible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which makes it's sense because all, all his things are like, woo! Lacey, can you scream woo like Finn? No. Next is Cam Ray at Cam Ray. Way to get your handle, Cam. Way to go, Darth Krieger. You did it too. Uh, so this is JJ. Starting high-pitched, his voice lowering as he speaks. What? Did you ever hear the tragedy of Benioff and Weiss? <laughs> <laughs> that is a tragedy, man. How do you yeah. start high and go low? Well, it, that's, oh no, wait, that's how not Palpatine. Benioff and Weiss. I was thinking of Lord and Miller. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, it's a I pretty think similar Benioff situation. And well, that's how that's how Palpatine says it. He says, "Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise?" <laughs> oh. Well, I think it's like ben, Jeremy I think Lord Miller Glick. was like, yeah, was like eighty percent of the way through the movie, and like they felt like things were going great, and like right. Benioff and Wise were like, "I got that Netflix money, I'm out." Yeah, <laughs> it's well, true. Lord, Lord and Miller were, uh, <laughs> they were apparently making into the solo verse, and Kathleen Kennedy was not having any of it. <laughs> Next is Todd DeGrossier oh. at Todd Knows Best. What's up, Todd? And he he said. So what you did, John, was very sad, or very, not very satisfying. I messed this <laughs> Holy up. Holy cow. <laughs> Let's try that so again. So what you, what, uh, so you what not did, John, <laughs> The Resistance very... broadcast is live to tape. <laughs> so what you did, John, was not very, and I want to say uh here. That's why I messed up. Because in my head, I wanted to go uh satisfying. Mm-hmm. And that's why I messed it up. So I'm sorry, Todd. But hopefully mm. I did a little justice there. Mm. Next is Eric at Eric underscore D underscore 23. He says, JJ, you leak scripts now? Oscar Isaac, he leaks scripts now. <laughs> ah, that's a, that's a callback to the rise of Skywalker. That yeah. isn't even out yet. Whoa. Talk All about right. time travel. in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> And last but not least is Dekina Wakens at Dekina Vacans. This guy always gets on the show. I don't know. Hi, Mark. He said, John, I'm so... I wish I could do a really good British accent like him. He has like a very good one, but he has like a... It's not like... I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? He's like from a specific part of London. Mm-hmm. John. Anyway, he said, I'm so sorry, JJ, but I lost the script. But it's okay. We'll figure this out. We'll use the force. Oh. And JJ goes, JJ that's not how the force works. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N on Twitter. And every week, John puts up some crazy scenario. And you guys give your answers. And then I read them live, never reading them before. And that's why I mess up and read things wrong. Mm-hmm. John, back to you. All right, guys. Friend. For reals. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching, listening, being a part of the resistance. Uh, make sure you guys tune in tomorrow. Um, we have the Mando Fan Show, episode five coming out. We're going to be joined by Elliot Hansen, the DJ of Star Wars Celebration and Disney Parks. Uh, we're going to talk about mm-hmm. chapter five of The Mandalorian mm-hmm. and give you your next Mando code. So make sure you tune in for that. Um, and because of that, obviously, you're, you're noticing we're putting out more content. Make sure you're subscribed to us. You don't want to fall behind. Uh, so keep up. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, wherever you like your podcasts. If you like watching us, YouTube's the way to go. We have a lot of exclusive videos posting right just to YouTube. Uh, and then also, of course, uh, you can uh, go to our Patreon page if you want additional content and become a bigger part of the resistance. We have a Discord server at Tier 3 and up with about 15 different channels. And if you want to stay off 
social media, um, that's a great place to go uh, because we have exclusive spoiler chats and non-spoiler chats and that sort of thing. But anyway, go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, if it hasn't been up yet, we are, uh, it should be up by now. The force awakens commentaries, uh, fresh on there for you guys. And December 7th, that's when we're posting it. Oh, December 7th. See, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Pearl Harbor day. Happy Pearl Harbor day, everybody. You're getting the force awakens commentary (laughs) on our Patreon page. Uh, so yeah, check out our Patreon page. Thank you for all of, uh, all of your support. If you haven't checked out our Patreon page yet, after you're done watching this, uh, just go hop over there and take a look because you can start, um, uh, being a part of it at $2 a month, uh, and then go all the way up to tier five, which is our general. So I do want to say a special thank you to them. Uh, and that is Carmelo, Brian Shalito, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers. Great job on your Padres, Jeremy. Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, JG Kars, Seth Kime, and Val Trichkoff. And you should be going to Star Wars Newsnet every day anyway for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Um, I think that is pretty much it for the plugs. So you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at Star Wars Newsnet. James? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks. Nice. Lacey? Uh, people can find me uh, uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillern. It's incredible. Not screaming traitor or woo. But <laughs> yeah. There you go. She'll can be- they find you or not find you? Traitor! Or not, not uh, find you. Incredible. Yeah. Right. Uh, you can find me on uh, social media. She's always going viral, let's be honest. All right, guys. Uh, We hope you have a wonderful weekend. Next time you see us on TRB, we will be 10 days away from the opening of The Rise of Skywalker in theaters. We're very excited about that. But until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the next 5,000 TV spots coming out for The Rise of Skywalker. And we'll see you on Monday morning right here on the Resistance broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. Bye. That means 10 days closer to getting pied. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>